Yo, today's QOD is everything rises and falls on leadership. Here we go. Quote of the Day Show. I'm your host, Sean Croxton at SeanCroxton.com. We got John C. Maxwell on the show today, and he's going to share a law of leadership called the law of the lid. And essentially, he's talking about, hey, your organization is never going to grow beyond your leadership. So as you listen to this, I want you to ask yourself, is your leadership or lack of leadership putting a lid on your organization. John C. Maxwell's coming up. The first law of leadership is what I call the law of the lid, L-I-D. The law of the lid, and the law of the lid says that leadership determines the level of effectiveness. The law of the lid basically says that our leadership level determines our organization's level. Our leadership level determines our church's size. In other words, our leadership is a lid. And that lid keeps everything under it from going any higher. This is an incredible law. In fact, the reason I put it first is not because it's the most important law. Remember, all the laws stand alone. The reason that I put it first is not because it's most important. I put it first because this is where I get the passion to learn, a le- to, learn to be a leader. This, is, this, this law gives me passion. And let, let me explain to you why. Here's the way this works. If this hand represents my ability to lead, and this hand represents my organization, my church, my business, my company, whatever. But this is how well John Maxwell leads. If this hand represents my leadership, this hand represents my organization, here's what I know today about my church or my business. If this is how well I lead, my organization, my church, will always stay underneath the lid of my leadership. My leadership determines the size of my company. My leadership determines the size of my church. It's the lid. It keeps us from growing. It keeps us from reaching our potential. Our leadership lid is what we are today. Nothing more, nothing less. In the history of mankind, you have never seen an organization grow beyond the lid of the leadership that's in it. Uh, An organization doesn't keep growing and the leadership stays the same. Leadership determines the size of the organization. So if from a one to a 10, my leadership is a four, then my church, my youth group, my company, whatever. If my leadership is a four, then my, my congregation size-wise is a three. And can I tell you something? If I'm a four as a leader, my church isn't going to be a seven and an eight and a nine. 
You don't have four leaders leading seven organizations. Just doesn't happen. So you say, oh, John, I, now I see why you're so passionate about this. In other words, my leadership will determine the size of my organization. That's it. Now, here's the good news. What I love about the 21 laws of leadership is the 21 laws of leadership can be taught. You can learn the laws. So here you are. You're, let's say you're here as a, as, as a leader. And this, so therefore, here's my organization. And I start learning these laws, and I, I put another law under my belt, and I grow a little bit more. And, uh, and then I put another law under my belt, and I grow a little bit more. And I put another leadership law under my belt, and I grow a little bit more. And I put another leadership law under my belt, and I grow a little bit more. Now, now, what am I doing? I'm growing as a leader. Now, what happens when I grow as a leader? The moment I grow as a leader, my organization gets to grow too. In fact, a growing organization is the result and reflection of a growing leader. That's why, that's why I don't need to come to your church. I don't need to come to your business. All I need to do is grow you because you're leaders in this room. If I can grow you, I can grow your church. I'm in the growing people business. I'm not in the growing church business, although I want to see them grow. I'm not in the growing business business. I'm in the growing people business because if I can grow you because you're the lid, let's get that lid up. Does this make sense? Somebody asked me the other day, they said, John, what do you do? Now, my wife asked me that all the time too. John, what do you do? Well, it's kind of hard to describe what I do. I mean, it takes a long while. So basically, I said, well, I write and I, I teach. Basically, that's what I do. I'm kind of a motivational teacher. I write and I teach. But they said, well, what do you do? And then all of a sudden, it hit me. And, and it hit me probably because I've been working on this law. All of a sudden, it hit me, Bill. I'll tell you what I am. I'm a lid lifter. That's what I do. I walk through people's lives, and I, I lift lids. I take people like my buddy Bill, and I say, Bill, let's lift the lid a little bit, huh? You're a young man. Let's lift the lid. And his wife's vouching for that, okay? I said, let's lift the lid on you. And I go over and say, hey, come on, Israel, let's lift the lid. Let's, let's get you up another level. Let's put some laws under your belt. All I do is, you know, I just lift lids and let people out of boxes. It's kind of a wonderful job. It adds value to people. And the law of the lid is such an important law because what that law tells you and what that law tells me is that whatever our leadership ability is at this moment, that's going to be the size of our organization. That's why I put the chart in your notes. Do you see the chart? On the left-hand side, we have success without leadership. Now, look at that. Let's say you're really committed and dedicated to success, and so you just get up to almost a, well, you're up there above an 8. You're about an 8.5 on the scale of 10 in success dedication. But as a leader... You're only a one. Now look at the very small shade of effectiveness that you're going to have. But let's say you learn to lead. Let's say you keep the same work dedication, you put in the same hours, you do everything the same, but let's say you just start learning to lead. Look what happens when you start going up to the scale and you get to about a six and a half. All of a sudden, look how much more effective. You've multiplied your effectiveness. Why? Because you have learned how to lead. 
The proverb writer was right. Look what he said in Proverbs 29. When good people run things, everyone is glad. But when the ruler is bad, everyone groans. Boy, isn't that the truth? Haven't we groaned before? In the Old Testament, when Israel had a good king, what did they do? They prospered. When Israel had a bad king, what did they do? Right down the tubes they went. When I lived in San Diego, I had a friend by the name of Don Stevenson who uh, was kind of a mentor to me. I would meet with him every couple of months and we'd have a couple of hour lunch, which basically he would eat the food and I would ask the questions. So I'd have my legal pad there, and, and he was a very successful businessman. He was the president of Global Hospitality. Okay. Now, Global Hospitality was a company that bought out other resorts, basically, that were going bankrupt. Uh, for example, they bought out La Costa. When La Costa was going down, what they do is they kind of took over. They would take over a, a, a resort that was not making it, and they would turn it around and, and, and then make a profit with it and sell it. That's basically what they did. They, they bought resorts that were going down. And so Don Stevenson, a wonderful friend, a wonderful Christian, was kind of mentoring me through this whole process. I still remember the day that, that I sat down with him and, and I got out my legal pad and, and I got out my pen and, and I, I started asking questions. And, and, and I asked him, I said, let me ask you this, Don. I said, when you buy a resort or when you take over a resort that's about to go under, are there some things that you always do when you take over that resort? And Don Stevenson looked at me and through all the wisdom of all the years of him doing this, he looked at me and said, yes, John. He said, there are two things we always do when we buy a resort that's going down. Now, as soon as he had said, there are two things that we always do. Gang, I've got my pen ready. I know I'm about to get some gravy, okay? And I'm ready to listen. I said, what are they? He said, the first thing we do, when we buy out a resort that's going under, he said, the first thing we do is we do a lot of in-depth training to all of the people in that organization that are what we call the upfront people. I said, what do you mean by that? He said, well, he said, you know, when you... When you, when you check in at a resort, you got the guys out there that are handling the bags and you got the, you know, you got the tellers behind the, uh, behind the desk that are checking you in. He said, anybody in the resort that comes face to face with the customer, he said, we train them. He said, we train them relationship training. We train them how to remember names. We train them courtesy, uh, servanthood. He said, we train them, we train them how to treat people well. <laughs> I'm going, oh, okay, I got that one down. Train the people who meet people. Pretty good, isn't it? See, I was pastoring at the time, so I said, okay, that means, John, you need to train the ushers. Trust me, trust me. I go to a lot of churches. They need to train the ushers. I'm running into a lot of ushers who can't ush. Are you getting the picture? Train the upfront people. Okay. I said, what's the second thing, Don? What's the second thing that you always do when you buy out a company that's going under? And he looked at me, he said, he said, we always fire the president. He said, excuse me, Don, excuse me. Did I hear you say that you always fire the president? 
He said, yeah. He said, we always fire the president. In fact, he was saying that so matter-of-factly. He's still eating his food. He's, you know, yeah, we always fire, fire the president. Okay. I said, do you always fire him? He said, yeah. He said, we always fire him. I said, you, you, don't, you don't go see him first and sit down and put a fire in the fireplace and hold hands and sing kumbaya. No, he said, we don't do any of that stuff. We just fire him. You fire him. Hmm? He said, we fire him. And he could tell I was struggling over that whole issue. And he said, John, listen to me. He said, if he would have been any good as a leader, the company wouldn't have been in the shape that it was in. He said, the very fact that the company is going down the tubes tells me we got the wrong leader. Hello. Anybody home? That's the day I learned the law of the lid. That's the day I understood that as the leader is, so shall the organization be. That's the day I learned that if the organization isn't growing, it's because you have a non-growing leader. If the organization is going down, it's because you've got a declining leader. That's the day I realized that everything rises and falls on leadership. And you're saying, John, do you mean everything? Read my lips. I mean everything. That was John C. Maxwell. His website is johnmaxwellgroup.com. You can watch today's talk on YouTube. It is called John C. Maxwell Law of Leadership. All right, my friend, you have an incredible weekend and I will see you on Monday. I am out. Peace. Peace.